0: You're listening to Little Girl Dreams, a podcast by Chelsea Reed. Join me to talk about the disability and the support from family, friends and the rehabilitation team. Today's episode is about living with aphasia with Genevieve, my speech pathologist. I met Jen 10 weeks ago from a research study. I just finished an intense therapy every day for eight weeks. It was challenging, but rewarding. I wanna give a huge shout out to Jen and Hannah. You've given me hope for the future. Now let's get into the conversation with Jen. Hello, it's Chelsea Reed here. And today I am having a chat with my speech pathology. Speech, speech pathologist. Speech pathologist. Her name is Jen
1: so introduce yourself Jen. <laughs> Hi everyone I'm Genevieve. I am Chelsea's speech pathologist um, as part of a research study.
0: Yeah so can you explain aphasia because so many people it's just like oh what is aphasia? It's just like well, I've got speech problems. it's like, no, yeah, okay, so I I know that, but I never had the word, the scientific word of aphasia. Hmm.
1: So aphasia is an acquired condition. So acquired means that you only have it after you've been through something like a stroke. So you're not born with aphasia.
0: You you can't, okay, because that's one of my questions, this like, can you born with that or...?
1: No, if you were born with a language difficulty, um, we would normally call it something like a developmental language difficulty. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So a, 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 aphasia is acquired. So it happens after something like a stroke, which is what you had, Chelsea. Yeah. And it affects your language. So... Your language are the words you speak and how you speak them and how you put your words together.
0: Yeah, okay. So I looked up on Google, like, hmm. um, about aphasia, and it says speaking, um, listening, um, so many um, words, ex- except I
1: didn't get it, gestures. Hmm. gestures. So gestures are the actions that you can do with your hands or your body language. Um, And they can be a part of the way that you express yourself.
0: Yeah, but that's affected as well.
1: That can be because language is a lot broader than just talking. It can be any way that you communicate. So if you communicate a lot through gestures, for example, maybe people who are deaf... They have to do a lot of sign language. So their aphasia can also affect their sign language.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. Because I thought it's like go this way or go that way, or it's just like I don't get that, but now I get it because like
1: so yeah, it can it. it can also affect when you say, Oh, go that way. If you don't understand that way, or you're pointing to the right way. Yeah. Um. Then, that is also part of your aphasia.
0: Yeah. Right. Because it's so many. Like every person who had a who has aphasia Hmm. is so different. Like.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, we are still working out how aphasia is affected by damage to the brain. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, because there are so many components to your communication. Yeah. There's reading, there's writing, there's listening, there's understanding, there's speaking, there's yeah. gesturing. All yeah. of those things can be affected in different ways. It's, um, it's
0: very true because you did an assessment on me. It's just like, why? Like, it took me, like, maybe four hours to do an assessment. It's just like, why is it so in-depth? It's like, we need to know everything about you because every person is different. Like,
1: Absolutely. And there were parts of that assessment that you went really well on. Yeah. And parts of the assessment that you struggled a little bit on. Yeah. So that reveals what part of your language was affected by aphasia. Because
0: in the hospital, I diagnosed with aphasia and I thought, like, I've got aphasia, that's it. But all the OT and speech um, ladies were trying to work it out. And even my family is just like, so you can read short um sentence but not long sentence and you struggle with numbers you can't speak but you can understand like it's just so speak is like aphasia is so broad like
1: Mm, absolutely yeah and that's why it's really important when we do therapy with you or when we give strategies to your family members on or your friends on how to communicate with you,
0: that we yeah. really
1: tailor it to your difficulties, yeah, or your yeah. communication,
0: yeah. And what um what's the difference of aphasia? Because I was speaking to my mum, it's just like, you've got all of them. It's just like, no, I haven't, because you know, um you you've shown me the um video every person is different like Mm -hmm. is it bronco
1: bronco? okay so there are um kind of broad terms for aphasia or classifications there's Broca's aphasia Wernicke's aphasia there's global aphasia so all these different types of aphasia yeah um we broadly classify it into fluent aphasia and non-fluent aphasia. So fluent so what, aphasia why? I think you would have oh it's tricky <laughs> because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have some difficulties still with speaking in yeah perfect grammatical sentences.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I reckon, hmm, and remember when you first had your stroke and all you could say was, I like to eat.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, this is tough. I don't want to get this wrong. I reckon you would have this fluent aphasia.
0: Fluent? Yes,
1: in that you can say things easily, but it's not necessarily the correct thing. Yeah,
0: even last night with Hayden. It's just like I can't remember what I said and and he said, You got it wrong. This is like, no, I got it right. It's just like, <laughs> no, you actually didn't.
1: It's yeah. like, it? <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon you have a fluent aphasia. Yeah. Where you can say things easily, but yeah. it's it's hard to get the right things out. Or Yeah, right. It might not have the meaning that you intended. Okay. Non-fluent aphasia is when you actually really struggle to get any words out.
0: I looked at so many videos and it's just like, I have, um, look at this. It's very sunny. It's very funny. Very funny sunny. Very
1: funny. And, um, it's nice in the park it's nice nice
0: nice it's nice in the park I, it's nice in the park i might I
1: my yeah absolutely and our brain is so complex right yeah there's so many parts to how our brain works together to make up speech or to make up language yeah. And so what was happening in that video, I think, was that you were having difficulty repeating what your dad was yeah, saying yeah. because um, he was saying something and your brain now has to listen to it, has to process what he's saying, has to go yeah. through and understand what he's saying and then has yeah. to make that into words and then put the words in the right order It's pretty, like, it (laughs) is so complex, and we kind of normally do it every day without thinking
0: exactly. And now it's just like, what? Like, it's it's unbelievable. Like, I've got no words, like,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that's why it's pretty fatiguing. You mentioned in one of your previous episodes that you. Felt really fatigued after a speech therapy session. Yeah,
0: yeah, because your yeah.
1: brain was working overdrive.
0: Yeah, you you studied aphasia, so you get that. But like, no one really knows that. Like, I
1: don't know. It's kind of like learning a new language. Say if oh, you learned French, or you yeah. learned I don't know Spanish, Chinese. Yeah, yeah. You have to work really hard to try and find the right word to say. So what is apple in Spanish? You have to remember what it is, even though you kind of know what you want to say. You want to say an apple, but you don't know what it is in that language. Then you have to work out, I want to eat an apple. You have to work out what each word in that language is. Yeah. And then you have to work out which order to put it to make sense in that sentence. That's very true. It's so
0: that's really like oh my god. Um but can I lose aphasia or I can't like I I diagnose with aphasia and that's it for the rest of my life or
1: right? So, are you asking? Is there a cure, basically? Yeah, well,
0: I know it's not a cure, but is it a cure? Like,
1: yeah, can you ever like grow out of it or yeah, not have yeah. aphasia anymore? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so, when people have aphasia, often it's just after they have a stroke. So yeah, you can have what you call acute aphasia which is when you have aphasia right after your stroke or right after that brain brain damage. Yep. And then you have spontaneous recovery. So it just recovers by itself, and then you yep. go back to talking normally. Some of the time, or most of the time actually probably, speech pathology in the acute phase really helps you to go back to recovery. Yeah, so in that acute stage, right after your stroke, yeah. there is a possibility for you to recover from aphasia, and it has happened a lot. For example, okay. do you know Amelia Clark, the actress? No, in Game of Thrones. Uh, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> She's a British actress, Amelia yeah. Clark, um, and she had. I think she had a stroke and she had aphasia, mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. she's um back to normal. She got a lot of therapy, but now yeah. she's speaking and reading, understanding normally. So yeah. she had acute aphasia.
0: Acute.
1: But acute. I haven't. yeah, right. You've got a chronic aphasia. Yeah. So chronic means it is a lifelong condition. Just okay. like
0: I'm okay or... with that. I just want to know. Like... Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. But, like, just like asthma or diabetes, things like that, they are yep. chronic, so they are lifelong. There are ways to manage that, though. Wait, so, so is chronic is lifelong disease? Hmm. Okay. Or, or long-term, yep.
0: Long-term. Hmm. So chronic, okay, right. I have not heard that.
1: Hmm.
0: I can yeah. get better-ish. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You can get better, so you can improve your language. Yeah. And you can better manage your aphasia as well. I think the main thing is manage
0: Mm -hmm. my aphasia because even you and I was trying to work on get my confidence back.
1: Mm -hmm. Not 100%, but I think I'm kind of there. (laughs) And that's amazing. That's really amazing. Uh, an amazing achievement for you to have gained a lot of your confidence back in a relatively short time.
0: I remember when I started your um, research team, research Mm -hmm. study,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and you said, what is your um, goals? This is like my goals, I don't know. Like, oh, it's just like I want to start. Maybe a podcast. I don't know. It's just like, yes, okay, I want to work on that. Okay. This is like, and but every time it's just like, do you want to work on your podcast? It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is where it started. I know. <laughs> I know.
1: It's just like scary. <laughs> no. Well, you had a great vision and a very big dream, I guess. And even as, speech pathologists we were a little bit hesitant about being like will you will you even make a podcast because that's that's a huge thing to do for anyone yeah so the fact that you were very motivated to do that and you were happy to put in the hard work um and that you had a really good idea for a podcast that made it come together so much easy, easier yeah. and so much quicker. And I think um, the main thing is I got confidence,
0: not confidence, but, you know, like I have um, so many ideas, but I need to, like, push the further, like.
1: As in you needed the encouragement to.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, and Learning about aphasia, it's just like I want to tell everyone about aphasia because I got a thing. More, co- more people have aphasia, including cerebral palsy,
1: multiple
0: sclerosis, and Parkinson's disease.
1: Absolutely. So, like, what the more heck? people have aphasia than MS, Parkinson's, and cerebral palsy? But we it's- don't hear about it.
0: And I think it's an invisible illness. Hmm. Like you can see someone walking over the road with a... What even is cerebral palsy? This is like shaking?
1: No, cerebral palsy is... Um, it's a neurological condition caused by brain damage and it results in motor and movement disabilities oh okay and it can also be associated sometimes with intellectual disabilities as well i I think i'm
0: talking about um parkinson's disease oh parkinson's yes yeah
1: parkinson's is also a neurological disease yeah um where the most visible thing you would probably see from it is the shaking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you said like six weeks ago about mm. um, I had a left side stroke and everyone else had left side strokes. Hmm. What about the right side? Because I I seen like a um, mind map of the the brain. And the left side is like mathematical and like all the numbers and stuff. And then the left, no, the right side is like the creative side. So can you get aphasia if you had a right side stroke?
1: It is possible, but people with right hemisphere brain damage normally has more difficulties with attention, memory, problem solving or so what we call kind of higher level thinking. Okay. So maybe understanding jokes and being funny or um, understanding sayings like, I can't think of a saying now. Um, <laughs> um, a bird in hand is worth two in the bush.
0: I've never heard that, like, sentence. Or, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, let me find a good one. Um, always put your best foot forward. Oh. Have you heard that of.
0: one? Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, always put your best foot forward means always try your best or give your yep. best, right? But somebody with a right hemisphere language disorder might understand that very literally and just yeah think it's kind I'm of put like, my foot forward.
0: It's kind of like um Asperger's.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. In some ways, there are some similarities. Yeah. But this one is more because of brain damage, uh, so yeah, to, yeah. to the right side. It can also affect things like problem-solving. Um, so, for example, if somebody was um, cooking in the kitchen yeah. and they had to do multiple things at the same time, they wouldn't be yeah. able to problem-solve, for example, what to do first.
0: Yeah, I remember at the hospital with my OT, she said, Can you make me a coffee? And it's just like why? Like, okay, but why? And it's just like mm. just because. And it's just like, what do you um first off? And it's just like bringing the cup to the table. And it's just like, yep. Yeah. And then what's the second one? And it's just like, why is that like even who not who cares? And it's just like, <laughs> no, some people don't get that, like Um, so is aphasia only affects the stroke victims or, or like, say for example, you've got, um, I don't know what is it, brain injury, it's injury, Mm -hmm. can you get aphasia?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it can be, so stroke is the most common cause of aphasia. Yeah. But if... A brain injury um, impacts that area, that language area of your brain. You can also get aphasia. Also, if there's an infection or a tumor. Yeah, sometimes you can get brain infections Yeah. or a tumor or, yeah, anything that really damages that area of your brain. Can yeah, really. lead to
0: aphasia. The brain has got so many compartments, but mm. this is the aphasia, or it's all around. Like, what?
1: Mm.
0: Do you yeah. Understand? So,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, we used to think that it was only Broca's area or Wernicke's area yeah. that would be affected. Um, and lead to aphasia but there's more and more evidence suggesting that it's not just those areas that it can also include surrounding areas and so we're still finding out more information about where like which areas of your brain we're mapping the areas of your brain that can lead to aphasia and also lead to aphasia recovery so if it right Like how big of a damage would that have any effect on how well you do with recovery or what your aphasia might present like or how long it might take for you or how severe the aphasia is. Yeah, so lots and lots of research is still happening in that area and it's a good question for Professor Copland if you do get a chance to ask him.
0: Yeah, it it's just so like it's a study like not like you've got a aphasia and here it is one two three four like mm. aphasia is you you still studying and studying and studying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The brain is still a mystery. <laughs>
0: it is a mystery for everyone. It's just like, again, I got no words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did so Yeah, and I looked on Google Mm -hmm. and it says um, testing for aphasia. Mm
1: -hmm. What is testing? Right, okay. So we often, um, when you first had your stroke, we put you through an MRI to see what type of stroke you had and where or what areas of the brain were damaged from your stroke. Yeah. So that's probably the first test and you imaging. so you've the mri and
0: mm-hmm. you see the um scan mm-hmm. do you do you looked at the scan and it's just like oh she's got aphasia um
1: you you can guess whether a person might have aphasia or not depending yeah, right. on what area of the brain is damaged yeah um but that's why speech pathologists do all those assessments with you yeah. because that helps us determine whether you do have aphasia or not yeah okay yeah so those assessments we have a huge battery of assessments that we can do and that will tell us whether you have aphasia or not and how severe your aphasia is and sometimes what type of aphasia you have
0: yeah right i looked ag- again Google, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it said 80 percent of people have never heard of the aphasia like it's just before my stroke I've never heard of aphasia
1: yeah yeah and that's that's unfortunately the case for a lot of people around the world aphasia isn't widely known yeah as you said before it's it might be linked to the fact that it is an invisible condition. Yeah. In that you can see somebody walking in the street and not know that they have aphasia.
0: Yeah. Uh, You've been my um, speech lady for 10 weeks. Hmm. What's a different um, therapy? Functional, impairment and computer work. What is the well no, like what is the difference all three
1: mm that's a good question so we in this program that yep. uh, of aphasia therapy that I delivered to you yeah there are, were four different types of therapy sessions that we did yeah we did impairment therapy which focuses mainly on the specific language difficulty that you had. So, for example, you had difficulty with spelling. So we did specific work on spelling. Yep. Or you had difficulty with um, describing a picture in a sentence. Yep.
0: A grammatically
1: correct sentence. and So um, we did work on that. So that's impairment.
0: Yeah. And I, like, say, for example, you said um describe the the picture and it's just like she went to the shops and it's just like no future tense is like she no she is going to the shops.
1: Yeah, that's present like, tense. Yeah. Good. Um, what she is, is going what is to the shop. She will go to the shop. She will oh, okay. Damn yeah. it. No, so that's nice. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, but yeah, so that's impairment therapy, working on the the exact language impairment that you had, the specific yep. language impairment. Then we had functional therapy. Yep. Which is where we help you manage your aphasia in everyday life. Yeah. So that was doing things like making a phone call. Yeah. Oh my
0: god, I remember we were practicing making a phone call and you're just like, you can do it right now. Phone um, the restaurant. It's just like, oh not now. This just like do it. This is like no. It's just like do it right now. It's like, oh damn it.
1: <laughs> I was pretty tough, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, I was doing really good. Um, but yeah, doing those things in everyday activities because just because we work on your specific impairment doesn't always mean that it translates over to everyday life yeah so we've also got to work on it in everyday life yeah 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 and making a phone call was one of your goals that you had that you wanted to achieve so that's what we did in functional therapy
0: and again it's about um the confidence like I know I can do it, but I can't. I'm very, very, very nervous. <laughs> yeah, and why were you nervous? Well, I don't know. I, like who knows, like whole vision about me phoning the restaurant and I stuffed up the words and then I get really nervous and it's just like, Oh I'm sorry, I got phasia." and it's just like, Oh, what is a phasia?" Like it's just like right. Don't
1: worry, I forgot. <laughs> so you were um afraid of the fact that you might have stuffed up the phone call. Yeah. And not be able to explain yourself. Yeah. 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 So functional therapy definitely helps with your confidence, I guess, in those situations. Yeah. We also planned it out a lot and we did a lot of practices. Yeah. <laughs> with the script. So that repetitive practice also gave you some reassurance that you could do it and you knew how to fix up your problems. Yeah. And then we also worked on speaking in sentences in impairment therapy to actually help with improving that actual language. Yeah. So that's kind of targeting the same goal in different types of therapy. Yeah. We also did computer therapy, which is repetitive practice of either language or functional therapy. So yeah. either saying a script or uh, yeah. um, working on spelling or describing a picture. Yeah. Using, and the
0: app, um, what's it, Constant
1: Therapy or something? Yeah. But yeah. we used aphasia apps. Yeah. Aphasia yeah. therapy apps or aphasia therapy computer programs. Yeah. To help with that. And we had encouraged you to practice them at home as well to increase that amount of practice. And then we had group therapy.
0: Oh, yeah. I really like group therapy.
1: Yeah. Why did you like group therapy?
0: Well, I haven't met anyone who had aphasia, like, ever. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, it's, like, not reassuring, but it's just, like, refreshing because everyone in the group has aphasia.
1: Absolutely, so it's kind of it's nice to see other people and what they present like.
0: Yeah, and it's just so um, like the, the last um, session we had to present, I'm saying mm-hmm. quotation present,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, a script, not a script but a um, something you worked on for six weeks. Six weeks? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And... It's so. It's just like I don't know. It's 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 rewarding as well.
1: Absolutely. I'm yeah. glad that you think that. Yeah. 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 But so there were three other people with aphasia in your group, and you got yeah. to interact with them and talk with them, and also yeah. learn more about aphasia and yeah. how to manage aphasia in that. Yeah. Group. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely
0: and like thank you so much for like helping me like
1: that's great it's great that you think that
0: well thank you i'll see you guys next time